Welcome to the Unveiled Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Valle, a current music therapy intern at the Franciscan Life Process Center. Through various episodes, we will be exploring what the center has to offer, and specifically the music therapy program. Thank you for your continuous support of the center and all that it has to offer. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Amanda today. Thank you for coming in and doing this. Thanks for having me. Today, we are talking about faith and the profession. Can your faith and music therapy coexist? It is definitely a topic that is hotly debated amongst many professionals um, around the world, honestly. Uh, So I wanted just to get Amanda's perspective because we've had a lot of conversations Mm -hmm. about that in the car. I guess just to get us started, uh, I wanted to ask, how does your faith inform your practice? I have been a Christian my whole life, and my faith has has always been a really, really strong part of my life. And although I've gone through seasons where I've I've backed away from faith, um, it's always been something that I've come back to. And in music therapy, there's a lot of places where faith can actually come into your practice if you are comfortable with that and if you allow it. This really, really depends on the therapist, really, really depends on the population. It's not something that is even appropriate for most circumstances. You have to be really aware of of where you are. But just kind of in a nutshell, um, I've tried to use my discretion over the years to, to find ways to incorporate my faith into my practice as appropriate. So Mm -hmm. you use a lot of client cues in that way and you start to understand when it's appropriate and when it's not being very, very careful, especially in this world that we live in where people, many people are so opposed to, to faith in any way. You have to be very, very careful on what you do and how you approach that because you will have tough conversations (laughs) and you will be in trouble if you do things the wrong (laughs) way. So, um, yeah, I just really try to use my, my discretion in, how I do that. I use my faith for myself and my practice to help with self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, music therapy is a wonderful, amazing career. It is not, does, it doesn't always come with easy days. Mm-hmm. There's days where I come home and I, I have to use my faith in some way to just decompress. Um, and a lot of that happens even just driving around in my car, turning the radio off and having some silent time and just, mm-hmm. you know, being in God's presence and being in nature or listening to, to worship music. So in that way, my faith is always there. But um, in the actual practice, it comes out in different ways. And I don't know if you wanted to expand on that or... Sure, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, um, I'll kind of talk about this, a couple of the different areas that I work where faith might come out. So I have worked in school systems for years and as you can probably imagine my faith does not come out in the school (laughs) system because it is not allowed to (laughs) and I did I remember having an experience once where I don't know if there was a word in a song or something that related somehow to religion or faith and I got called out real quick and it wasn't even a thing that I had noticed Mm -hmm. and I could I couldn't tell you the song or the experience but it got called out just kind of in a joking way, but there's an, there's an underlying serious factor to it because, as we know, we, we can't incorporate faith into the school system unless we are in a, in a, a Christian school. So that was a little eye-opening and uh, made me really, really aware of music that I'm bringing yeah. that, to me, may not seem like it has any religious undertones mm-hmm. to it, but to others it might. So that was really good for me, a really good eye-opener. Um, I would say the place that faith comes out the most 
with clients is probably in the hospice setting. Mm-hmm. And you can probably understand why. <laughs> uh, living in West Michigan, we have a lot of people who practice some sort of, of faith, a lot mm-hmm. of um, Christian Reformed folks, and it just comes up naturally. And I appreciate it most when I have a joint session with a chaplain because then it's really mm-hmm. appropriate and mm-hmm. it can really come out naturally and have the chaplain there to process those things. I, as a music therapist, am not a person that, that necessarily should be bringing faith into my sessions. However, in hospice, it does organically happen. And mm-hmm. I do press into that because I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'm okay talking about within the context that is appropriate for the client. Mm-hmm. And that depends on the client. And that depends on the day and where you are. You have to take the client's direction. I can't push any of my own beliefs onto a client, obviously, but I can have a conversation with a client revolving around their beliefs mm-hmm. and their practices. And I've done that on a lot of occasions. And I truly think it's very beneficial for a hospice patient to have those conversations mm-hmm. with somebody outside of the clergy mm-hmm. that um, that can really practice that. I actually have a client currently um, on palliative care. He's, he's a young man. He's nonverbal. Um, and his dad... Um, is very filled with faith, as is his son, who's nonverbal. And mm-hmm. faith is a huge part of our, our sessions because that is what they want. That is yeah. what they requested. They wanted a, a therapist that could could help um, bring that to, to what I do with my client there. And it's lovely to be able to be open, again, again, taking their direction and what they need and what they want mm-hmm. and not bringing um, my own beliefs into that necessarily. However, my beliefs do align with theirs, so it's a little easier in that yeah. circumstance. <laughs> Um, so I, I have done that. Um, the, the most basic thing is something probably most music therapists do, and that's bringing a hymn to a session or bringing mm-hmm. a religious song, whatever the client's faith. And I've done that with other faith faith backgrounds. It doesn't have to be my faith background, of course. As music therapists, we have to be really open and understanding of other faith practices. Again, in West Michigan, we have a lot of Christian forms, <laughs> so it's a little easier to have as many, but it's important to be aware of all of those things. Yeah, um, I can remember having a client who was agnostic, and faith was a part of our sessions in a very different way, in mm-hmm. more positive lyrics and analysis of pop songs. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody has faith in something, you know, whether it's a religious faith or just faith in a person or faith in, you know, that the ground's going to hold under you. That's faith. We all practice faith. Um, so I think if we think of it in those broader terms, we will realize that we all bring faith into what we do. It just might mm-hmm. look a little bit different. Thank you, Amanda, for sharing that. And I feel like I learned a lot, and especially in just being willing to do everything and, and meet them where they're at. And uh, I know you mentioned the agnostic individual. Have you worked with uh, other faiths outside of that, if you can remember any? Yeah, not a lot, actually, which is kind of sad to me. I would love to work with, with people of other faiths. Mostly, um, I would say, people that do not have faith would be um, the difference for me, where you're mm-hmm. trying to, especially in a hospice setting or a one-on-one setting, where you're trying to incorporate those discussions about end of life um, when maybe you believe vastly different things about what the end of life looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a hard conversation to have sometimes, and it's not one that's usually even necessarily appropriate for me to have as a music therapist, unless the client initiates that. Um, however, I don't. I try not to put my own views and beliefs into that kind of session because mm-hmm. that's not what the client is asking. Mm-hmm. They simply want somebody to hear them talk about what they believe is going to happen when they die. And I can be there, and I can listen, and I can use the music to guide that conversation. Mm-hmm. So much of conversation in hospice music therapy is listening 
99% of it needs to be listening. And if I'm talking more than that, I'm probably not being a very good <laughs> therapist, especially in a session session like that. So I've had quite a few clients like that where we've really explored the end of life. Mm-hmm. I have a client right now, right now, that um, he's a wonderful man. He's um, very intelligent. He's been, he was a doctor for years and years. And he doesn't know what's going to happen to him when he dies. And we've talked about that. And mm-hmm. I, th- there's no faith that I bring into the sessions. He, um, he, I think what the expression he used is he... He wants me to be there when he passes because he wants music to help him transcend to whatever's mm. next. And I was like, that's really beautiful. That, 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 and that's faith. That's, that, that, that's his faith. That's his way of expressing totally. faith. And we talk a lot about song lyrics and just life and wisdom and things that he's learned and passed on. And mm-hmm. we have our own faith discussion within that. Even though it's not a religious faith discussion, it's his faith and his way that mm-hmm. he's practiced. So... And that's just me having to separate myself from my beliefs and being and diving into where the patient is and what they mm-hmm. believe and just fully embracing that in the moment, um, which is beautiful and wonderful. And it's eye-opening for me, too, just to see what other people practice. But again, honestly, I'm pretty sheltered here in West Michigan as a music therapist because <laughs> we just don't have a lot of folks that, that I've encountered that, that practice mm-hmm. many different faiths. So I, I do hope that I encounter that in my career because I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful and I'm so interested in how people practice their faith and it will be a wonderful learning experience for me when I do get to encounter that Um, it'll be a challenge too to to kind of dive into maybe some music of different faith faith backgrounds yeah I think that'd be very fascinating to learn where they're coming from and find similarities just Mm -hmm. with your faith and how you bring that in as a as a music therapist and what they're wanting to share with you Mm -hmm. and it's it's takes a lot of uh, humility to enter into that Mm -hmm. Uh, earlier you mentioned uh, potentially doing sessions with like a chaplain. Mm-hmm. Can you expand a little bit on that and how you've seen it benefit the session? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in hospice, we are so blessed to have um, an, an interdisciplinary team. Um, hospice can be kind of an isolating profession sometimes because you're out on your own and you're generally mm-hmm. doing things on your own. And because I contract with hospice, I don't have a ton of communication with other the other um, disciplines that work in hospice. However, there's been... Um, quite a few times where I've, you know, haphazardly walked in when the chaplain is there. And then Mm -hmm. we generally in the moment organically will do some kind of joint session. And I do know the chaplains in hospice, so that's never like an unfamiliar environment. Mm -hmm. We we know each other's work. And generally that happens really organically. And it's very client-driven, of course. Um, And we can really kind of bounce off of each other. So what I've done in the past is a chaplain will maybe read a devotional and I will listen to the devotional with the, the client, see how they're processing mm-hmm. that, and find some music that can just expand on, on what the chaplain is already engaging with. Um, there's been some times that I've actually planned out a session a little bit with the chaplain. This happened more during COVID when we were doing um, mm. sessions online. Mm-hmm. We could kind of prepare a little bit in advance. So that was an interesting thing that I hadn't done before. Um, but it's really it's really organic, and what a chaplain does is often very organic as well, just depending on what the, the patient needs in that moment. And how can I, as a music therapist, supplement what they're doing and, mm-hmm. and join together and, and co-treating the moment? Um, and then I've often been a part of the, the prayer, where maybe I'll provide some instrumental music mm-hmm. you know, in the background to help um, what the chaplain's doing. And then just being a support if there's something that comes up in the session. Mm-hmm that's hard for the patient the chaplain needs to work through and sometimes I can add some musically because I have a different relationship with that patient than the chaplain does because mm-hmm. of my experiences with them 
and the chaplain's experiences. So it's really cool to be able to bring those two disciplines together with our various encounters we've had with that patient. Yeah. Um, so they can so they can draw in things that I have never encountered with this patient because of the discussions they've had and vice versa mm-hmm. with me, which I think is just a wonderful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it's definitely helpful to have both there to expand and elaborate mm-hmm. and just get to know the patient better too in that mm-hmm. in that situation because in, in future sessions you can elaborate more on what you've just learned. Yep, so exactly. that's, that's yes. wonderful. Just wonderful. Have you seen how your client's faith impacts maybe their session outcomes or their goals at all while, while providing hospice music therapy? Yeah, I, I have. And again, I know we, we stick on hospice music therapy, <laughs> but that's really the place where, where faith comes out mm-hmm. the most. Um, yes, I, um, I've had clients that once they do finally open up to the, the faith piece, I think it can be really cathartic for them mm-hmm. to start having those moments um, where they're expressing their faith through music. And those things are so closely entwined. I mean, if you are mm-hmm. a faithful person, there's there's music in that always. If you are a church, I've, and, or any faith. I mean, I think this would be true if I wasn't with a client with, of any faith background, that music and worship and praise is so mm-hmm. important to every faith background. Um, and so it just, it's a natural thing for me personally. Again, another music therapist might have a completely different conversation about this with you depending mm-hmm. on their comfort level. But I feel like I've been able to at times probe a little deeper with a patient if they're willing to talk about their faith mm-hmm. than somebody who, who would be opposed to that because faith is so intrinsic to who we are as a person. Mm-hmm. And in the dying process, it becomes very, very important, mm-hmm. regardless of if you have faith or not, you think about those things mm-hmm. because of where you are in life. And I think if I can, I can get a little, a little bit deeper with the music and the discussions mm-hmm. that we have. And I do a lot of um, songwriting at the end of life with patients, especially those who are, are more cognitively aware. I do have a patient right now who she's a little younger. She lives with her husband and they're experiencing a lot of difficulty with the caregiving process. He's mm-hmm. her full-time caregiver. And a lot of what we do, there's just a little snippet of faith that pops in and out. They are faithful people, but most of our music does not go that way. But the faith that we work on is their faith in each other Mm -hmm. and how that relationship has has changed through this process. And the husband always sits in with me. and He's so willing to talk about it. Even with her in the room, they have these candid, open conversations about, Mm -hmm. this is hard. This is not the wife I married, but this is the wife I love and that I'm caring for. And just watching their faith in each other and how that relationship has changed. So I think my willingness to, and it took us a while to get there. You know, mm-hmm. I've been seeing this family for, for probably three or four months now, and our sessions didn't start like that, but they mm-hmm. trust me at this point because I've allowed them to open up and be vulnerable, and we can have those conversations. And I do bring faith, uh, faithful hymns in there. They are um, a Catholic family, mm-hmm. and I do bring, bring um, hymns in at times when it feels appropriate. But with them, it's more processing, and we're, mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of... Um, songwriting. I'm actually having the the patient. She has Parkinson's and she's having a harder and harder time communicating. Mm-hmm. But we we write a very short verse to a blues song every week. We're up to <laughs> I think about eight verses now. Where she's so funny and candid in uh-huh. her expression of I'm like, hey, what's what's been going not so great the last couple <laughs> weeks? And she's got great answers. And mm-hmm. then she always has a little snippet um, to kind of bring it to a close with with humor or or something else um Mm -hmm. that she says and it's been really rewarding I think for the husband and for her because we laugh Mm -hmm. um and we're we're able to kind of make a little more light of the situation Mm -hmm. and again that's you know it it deepens their relationship and their faith in each other and 
in turn, at times we can bring the, the spiritual mm-hmm. faith element into that as well. I have other clients that um, that is all we do in our sessions is we share, we talk about God yeah. and we talk about their faith. And I have one that the music is just transformative for her and we will we'll talk a little bit and then she mm-hmm. loves country gospel. And you actually, I think, met this patient a while back um, when you were shadowing. But mm-hmm. they she loves this music and it, it is so life-giving to her to just listen mm-hmm. and and then she usually has a reflection after each song about mm-hmm. what, it, what it means to her and our session is completely spiritual you know I have other sessions where um we might have a song or two and it's too much because their mm-hmm. faith is so deep deeply personal to them that it is it is hard and tears the tears flow and that's okay that's fine mm-hmm. and some some patients are okay with that letting the tears flow and just process through those things and others are not um that's why I always warn people, be really, really careful with spiritual music because mm-hmm. it taps into things inside of us that other music doesn't always... Well, I'll take that back. A lot of music taps into things <laughs> inside of us, but as far as in a hospice setting when we're, we're contemplating mm-hmm. our own life, you know, it's it can really tap into those things. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of emotions mm-hmm. that I've, I've had times where we, I've had conversations and I reflect like, wow, did I just talk about that with a patient? <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, the things that you don't know you're going to get into. I've had patients pray. I even on a, on a time or two have prayed with them because they asked me to and I was okay with that. I was comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Uh, obviously, it would be more appropriate probably for a chaplain to do that. However, in that circumstance, it made sense. You use discretion and when those things are okay. Um well, yeah, really, you are just the, you're, you're the vessel mm-hmm. as a therapist to help the patient reach the outcome that they need in that session. Mm-hmm. So you just, you have to use so much discretion in what's appropriate, yeah. but it's, it takes time to, mm-hmm. it takes time to get there. But yes, I've seen a lot of very, very unique outcomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you use the word vessel of, of your using the music to kind of lead everything mm-hmm. and. It reminds me of what one of my professors said of like, I'm a co-therapist with, with God. I'm mm. his vessel to use in any mm. way. And that might even mean not bringing it up in the session. Exactly. And, and that's okay. And using that discretion. I did have a question about how do you, how do you figure out when to bring certain hymns or things into sessions? I know sometimes in hospice, we'll look at the chart and see if there's anything written in there. But mm. other than that, how do you how do you get to that conclusion that it's okay to bring that in there? Yeah, that's that's the great place to start. We look in the chart. We talk. We talk to the chaplain. Um, if the patient is alert and able, I talk to that patient about mm-hmm. things that are appropriate. Um, sometimes you can call a family member. Often that's really appropriate to call a family member uh, and mm-hmm. make sure that things are okay. I don't generally bring up faith myself. I usually let the client do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I know it's okay because they brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I start with, I have a lot of wonderful songs that are not non-religious, that are secular, that we work with and what the client likes. I have a lot of clients that we do nothing with faith and that's what they need. Um, and then really, really taking cues from the patient, especially mm-hmm. when you're delving into the world of faith because it has to go with what they're comfortable with. I cannot bring in yeah. things unless, of course, that's appropriate or they ask that. I do have, actually have another client who um she I've been seeing her for a long time when I started seeing her she was very alert and engaged and um, cognitively able to have these conversations so I learned a lot about her in that time and now that she's declined I have all of that information to Mm -hmm. use to move forward and her faith is so 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 important to her 
Um, and she wants to hear songs that I sing in church. So mm-hmm. that's a little different. I don't, I don't do that a lot, mm-hmm. but she, what did you guys sing on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. You know, <laughs> it's just a discussion for her and music is a, music therapy is spiritual for her. It's all mm-hmm. spiritual. We, we almost always exclusively do spiritual songs and talk about our faith and, um, and as she struggles and declines, that's becoming more and more mm-hmm. um, necessary for her to do. Um, there are times when you might, this happens, you dive into a song and it is not the right song and you know really quickly and then you try to find um, a way to kind of maneuver through that in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, I'll just use Amazing Grace as an example. Really tough song, really tough song. It's not one I usually bring up um, immediately because... It's played at a lot of funerals, memorial mm. services. It's a really familiar song, which I think as young music therapists, we think, oh, everybody knows this song. However, Amazing Grace can have a really tough connotation to a lot of people mm. because of how it's been used in their life. Mm-hmm. And it can bring up um, memories of really tough things. Mm-hmm. So let's say I decide to dive into Amazing Grace and I get three chords in and the patient starts sobbing. Well, then I got to figure out what that means <laughs> and what to do in that circumstance. So there's a lot of things you can do in the moment. Mm-hmm. That might be that might have been an emotional release for them that they needed. So you just start digging. And in, in by, by digging, I mean sometimes I'll back off of the lyrics. I'll just hum a little bit, play some music, and then just acknowledge the fact that that brought up a lot of emotions. Can mm-hmm. you share with me, you know, what what's going on? Is that those happy tears, you know, just kind of diving in gently um, based on the, the patient with what seems appropriate, which can be difficult when maybe you just met the patient mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago. Um, so it, it can be it can be really challenging sometimes when you pick the wrong song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it very important to my practice because I see so many people um, in hospice and outside of hospice that you just don't always remember which songs are triggers. In, mm-hmm. And it's good to write those things down and just, you know, keep a notebook of yeah. things that are appropriate for this client. Like, don't, don't play this song for this patient <laughs> ever again. This is what happens. Or, or maybe as you develop a, a strong rapport and relationship with that patient, maybe down mm-hmm. the road, maybe you do reintroduce it in, in a very purposeful way. Mm-hmm. I've done that before as well. And you can have wonderful sessions around that if done appropriately Mm -hmm. you know you can also really it can be really um hurtful at times to use certain songs especially if you're not if you don't have the time to process through Mm -hmm. what's happening with that patient I think we can all relate to having a song in our life that just turns on the waterworks every time we hear it or makes us angry every time we hear it (laughs) and you know we don't have a therapist to process through that with us (laughs) that's what we have to do as a therapist That is a lot of information, but good information that we needed to hear. I appreciate you sharing all of that with us and for your time today. So thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.